welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum. And before I bring in my good friend, my Southland chum, the bearded legend, let's just have a bit of a sing-along with Mr. Dean Brill. We've got some half-price crush sites and miles and miles of tough it's off. TV, deep, 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 Well done, Dean Brill there. That is his initiation song that was sung on Friday night as the boys stayed away uh, at Dover in anticipation of that game uh, being on. More on that later. And it looks like uh, if you've seen the footage of that, that is not the first time he has done that <laughs> song. So well done to Dean. What a great sport. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 135. This week's show won't, as be, won't be as big as last week's, which had assistant manager Ross Embleton. If you haven't listened to that, it's an hour and 53 minutes. It is really, 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 really worth your time uh, investment in that because some of the insight he gives is, is absolutely tremendous. And thanks again, Ross, for, for coming on mm. and giving us uh, that behind-the-scenes insight. Hopefully it answered some questions that people may have had. Uh, what we do have this week is a roundup of news from around the club, plus a review of the Dover match that I went to, um, so I can give you some first-hand info on that. Uh, so really, I guess sit back with your hot beverage of choice, hopefully using your podcast mug or whatever you do when you listen as we catch up. First of all, with our friends over at the Supporters Club. Yep, so two trips to tell you about today. On Tuesday, the 6th of March, this upcoming Tuesday, we visit Gateshead in the FA Trophy quarterfinal replay. The coaches leave Brisbane Road at this one for midday, and it kicks off at 7.45. This one, only £30 for all categories. What an absolute bargain. I just had a look at the train fares before we started broadcasting this. If you go mid-afternoon, it's about 100 quid. Yeah. If you want to go sort of a little bit later or a bit earlier, it's 153 quid. Well, one, one way. So get booking on one way this trip. It's amazing. And if you've already booked your trip to Gateshead or have a train ticket to Hartlepool, you can get this one on a return leg back from Gateshead for just £15. So well done to the supports club there. Amazing price. And that's that is great. trip to tell you about it was on Saturday the 17th of March and this could get cancelled if we progress into the uh, semi-final of the trophy yeah. but if we don't we'll be going to Eastleigh and the coach for this one leaves at 11am for a 3pm kickoff. the price for this one is £22 for adults and £19 for concessions and you can book for either of these trips on the travel line which is 077 and again that Gateshead price is a stupendous price a great bargain and if you're around on Tuesday get down there to support the O's as we look to make it in to the FA Trophy semi-final absolutely um, moving on uh, now then with any other business a couple of happy birthdays yeah. uh, Kevin Cowlin happy birthday to you for your birthday last week we hope you had a good one mate and thanks again for all your uh, contributions um, and for your uh, for your chats that you give us uh, some time to and also happy birthday for another loyal listener as Stuart Hebron 
Uh, doesn't say how old he's going to be, but happy 21st birthday to you, Stu, <laughs> uh, who's going to be celebrating this Tuesday, the 6th of March. So if you've had a birthday this, this year and we haven't mentioned it, happy belated birthday. If yeah. you've got one coming up this year, happy birthday in advance to you. Yeah, very nicely done. So moving on into the week that was. So starting with Coulson Monday, the 26th of February. So as predicted, episode 134, the club announced early in the morning that the upcoming FA Trophy quarterfinal replay at Gateshead, due to be played on the following night, was postponed <coughs> due to the weather. So this fixture, we've already mentioned it, but will now be played on Tuesday the 6th of March, meaning that the league fixture away to Hartlepool, which was scheduled to be played on the state, will be rearranged. And there's news of that one later on in the podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. Um... For the Gateshead, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. For the Gateshead um, element, well done for making such an early call. Yeah, they made it very early on that Monday, so it's no really sensible. Had so to no worry about going up there like the day before. Yeah, absolutely right decision to make. So at 20 past one on Monday, the draw for the FA Trophy semi-final was made as we were drawn against the winner of the replay between Bromley and Spennymoor Town. Don't know who I'd rather face there. Could be a banana skin with Spennymoor. Possibly. Could be an easier match or maybe even a much tougher match with Bromley. We do owe them a, a drubbing, so it'd be nice to get some comeback on them. Should we beat Gateshead in the quarterfinal replay, we will play the first leg away on Saturday the 17th of March and then the second leg at home the following week on Saturday the 24th of March. So like we said in last week's show, if we do progress further in the... Um, in the FA Trophy, we will have to move two league fixtures from a Saturday to a Tuesday, which means we will go back to back Saturday and Tuesdays for a few yeah. weeks, unfortunately. But that's the price we will pay yeah. for a potential visit to Wembley. And Bromley and Spennymore play uh, at the same Eland where we will be playing Gates. So both sick, games yeah. will come to a conclusion. And then on One the Monday, Monday yeah. also Rian McLean joined Greenwich Borough on a work experience loan. So we wish Rian best of luck at Greenwich Borough. Yep, and to finish off a busy afternoon, George Sessions tweeted uh, in the mid-afternoon after saying that Orient, an Orient 11 will be playing against uh, in a friendly against Harlow Town FC on Tuesday the 28th of February as Harlow announced there would be no admission cost but there would be fundraising for prostate cancer and they asked people to make uh, a donation to that instead of admission. Yeah, great work there. So moving on in to Huey Tuesday the 28th of February. We'll start off by saying happy birthday to Leighton Orient Sports Club chairman David Dodds. Yeah, happy birthday, birthday David. Mr. Sterling Dodds yeah. at the Sports Club. Uh, and I guess we'll speak to him very shortly, I guess. We will. Start, then, yeah? yeah, I wonder if he'll be given the bumps this week. Um, Wolfram <laughs> Forest announced on Tuesday that they'd been chosen as the London Borough of Culture for 2019. So there's a lot that went into that. And um, Sadiq Khan, I read in the report, was you know, very complimentary about the diversity within the borough and all the things that they're planning on doing. So well done to everybody at the borough uh, that was involved uh, with that award. I'm sure at some point the club will be involved somehow, but we oh, don't know how. Knowing Nigel and Ken, I'm sure they're probably all over it. And to finish off to Huey Tuesday, the Friday match at Harlow was called off at lunchtime due to a frozen peach. So it'd be interesting to see if we can get that one rescheduled because it was in aid of Prostate yeah. um, UK, which is always a good course, very close to the club's heart, obviously. Which Especially with yeah. yeah, absolutely. So Wednesday the 20... Uh, 9th? Yeah, we've gone, yeah. we've gone a bit skewed with our dates, haven't we? I think Wednesday was the 28th, sorry. So I think we've um, uh, gone a bit skewed with on our dates there. But last Wednesday, anyway, the club announced that the away match against Hartlepool United has now been rearranged for Tuesday, the 17th of April, and that will have a 7.45 kick-off. Yeah, and later in the afternoon, George Sessions reported that Toby Stevenson has been selected for the League Football's Education 
the 11. <coughs> so the statement read, the 11 acknowledges the football and academic progress of under-18 players on apprenticeships at current and former football league clubs. So a massive well done there to Toby for making the 11. Absolutely. Uh, Thursday the 1st of March then, the nominees were announced for the Energy Bet Player of the Month for February. And they are James Brophy, Ebu Adams, Josh Karoma and Jake Caprice. So you can vote by going to the Energy Bet Twitter account yep. and selecting your vote. I'm not sure exactly when the I think the it's vote early is. this week. I think there's okay. an obvious winner to me that leaps out. We'll see if my choice... Um, did you, check, did you vote, yeah? No, but looking at the list, there's only one who I would say probably wins it hands down. Right. Uh, at midday, the club announced that Jamie Sendles-White has left the club by mutual consent. So Jamie tweeted, I'm gutted things didn't work out at Leighton Orient and I'm sorry that the club and fans didn't get to see the best of me. I'd like to thank Ross and Lingy for the opportunity. They stood by me after my injury and I'll be forever grateful of that. I want to wish the players, gaffer, staff and the fans all the best for the future. So your thoughts there on Mr. Yeah, Sanders White leaving the club? I think he's right. It, it didn't work out and we didn't really get to see the best of him. Uh, you know, we saw him play a few games. He looked off the pace. Uh, obviously returning from an injury that's never a, you know quite a substantive injury um, and it was obviously around the time where we hit our bad run of form um, we took a gamble it didn't work out for either side so you know hopefully he can go away maybe play some games um, I don't know if there's any other thinking behind releasing him now and not maybe putting him into yeah. sending him out on loan maybe to a lower league club to come back in we've signed obviously Ekpiteta one for the future maybe yeah. over Jamie I, I, I don't know yeah, yeah I mean for me unfortunate really like we never saw the best of him uh, I think he tarnished his relationship uh, with the fans at an away game earlier in the season didn't he had a bit of a square off and yeah. the relationship really never came back to say between him and the fans um, but I wish him the best of luck you know as if he can get fully fit he'll probably end up still doing a job somewhere he can play yeah. centre mid he can play centre back got decent experience and he's still quite young so yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if we see him end up somewhere in the National League next season when he plays blinder against us. Yeah, like at a Dover or a Bromley or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, But also, he's obviously a good character around the dressing room yeah. because he was bantering with Josh Coulson on Twitter and, yeah. uh, and stuff like that. So he's obviously a good lad to have around. So as Jamie Sendles-White left the club, we actually recalled Marvin Ekpiteta from his load spell with East Thurrock. If you'll remember uh, back to January, Marvin signed for us when... Um, uh, on a permanent deal but was immediately loaned back to East Thurrock where he's partnering at centre-back with Michael, Michael Clark. Clark. yeah, good um, So obviously now he's ours to call back, um, sad, sadly for them. I don't know if he's going to go back to Thurrock um, anytime soon but, you know, he played on Saturday so... Yeah, can't see it. We'll talk about more like... Yeah, yeah, so Sam Lynn was included in Paul Fairclough's England Sea squad for the game against Wales Sea on March the 20th. And Josh Karoma was named in an 18-man contingency squad for that game. So, well done to Sam, who goes and gets called up. And Josh, hopefully, not that we wish injury on any other players, but it'd be nice if Josh could get in there. Uh, it'd be a great experience for Josh to make that. So, well done to Sam and Josh, and we'll keep an eye on that game, which is on March the 20th. Yep. The commercial department weren't to be outdone on this busy day, as they had two announcements. Firstly, announcing the launch of an exclusive Leighton Orient Dunking Donut that will be going on sale on March the 10th when we play... Ebbs Fleet United, and they've called it the O-Nut. Rather ingenious, that one. Rather ingenious. I think Mike Brown <laughs> said to me on the coach that he came up with that back in June, and yeah. I think he's going to stake full IP rights on that. Um, but yeah, no, great. It's great. Why not? Really cool. And secondly, the club announced a brand new partnership with local business 
Bristol Street Motors, who are based in Chinkford. So two good pieces of business there. And the commercial department really kind of coming on strong now, getting some really good deals with local businesses. That's what um, we want, though, isn't it? Yeah, really good, really good. So I'm interested to see other local businesses and how they react and how they get involved with Rory. But for yeah. me, I love the uh, donut. I think that's simply amazing. They won't be available for long. And more decent work by the commercial department. So get there early on Saturday because I think they'll probably end up going very quickly. Yeah, and that ties in because Nigel's bringing over a yeah. dozen franchisees, uh, franchisees yeah. from the US as well. Yep. So Mooney Friday, the second of March, as we now look at it. Uh, as the snow continued to fall around the country and weather conditions failed to improve, we tweeted calling for tomorrow's game uh, or Saturday's game to be called off, like all the other games in the National League had been called off. Uh, I think it's fair to say it got a very mixed response as we wanted it to go ahead. As many wanted it to go ahead, uh, some agreed with that. Uh, the fact that Dover wouldn't let us inspect the ground also uh, says a lot. Yeah, too. I mean, we saw some photos, didn't we, of Dover on the Friday and it looked like just like it was caked in snow. Um, so we thought it wasn't safe, but, you know, the podcast and our Twitter accounts all about opinions. Like, you know, you said, yeah. we've got a mixed response, so it's not there to kind of just gauge our views, we want views, and that's yeah. why we retweeted all the ones that said you're wrong and we're happy to do that. Um so, yeah, it's good. It, it kicked off a massive debate, a lot more than what we thought it would. Um, so always interesting to get people's views. So always good to hear. Yeah, and hopefully we haven't lost our kudos by making what might appear to be a slightly controversial <laughs> statement. Um, but I will say, I think it was not so much a concern about the pitch. It was more about the surrounding area. And for those that have been to Dover will know what I'm talking about. Um, because that walk up there, and I didn't, I didn't know that until I'd got there myself, how steep the climb is up to Dover's ground yeah. and, and the surrounding area of it, that street, um, and then the bit that you go into to get up to the path is it's yeah, that, that could have potentially been quite dangerous. So I get where people were coming from, but uh, full credit to Dover. Yeah. And um, they stuck by their guns and, and, and it paid off. I was fully expecting a moody a moody last <laughs> minute call off. I really was. Uh, but on a happier note, the Financial Times published a, an interesting interview with Orient's very own Kent Teague. Very, very well worth a read, and if you haven't already seen it, and it just really goes to show why we value Kent uh, so much. If you read um, sort of why he's invested financially and emotionally now into Leighton Orient, you'll realise uh, what a genuine guy he really is. He sure does get around, that Mr T. Absolutely, he does. But it's great that the FT want to, Yeah, you know, I don't know how many other owners the FT uh, football clubs the FT get to speak to or want to speak to especially so. National League or lower end football league you know, yeah really, really interesting so yeah. well worth reading that I think that's on their website I think it's on the club's Twitter account so well worth reading like Paul said so moving on into Saturday the 3rd of March and happy birthday to Orient Media Assistant Courtney Hudson and we couldn't think of a better way to celebrate <laughs> than you being in Dover watching the Orient so we hope you've had a great day uh, in Dover Courtney yeah nice one buddy um, happy birthday to you the main event we move on to now Dover Athletic away in the National League this game was on and it was rightly called on as well team lined up with Dean Brewing goal Caprice Coulson Wooderson and uh, Sam Ling I nearly said Martin Ling then but <laughs> Sam Ling uh, in at left back with Craig Clay Adams Karoma and Lamar Reynolds across your midfield and Bon and Holman were up top our substitutes yesterday were a five made up of Granger Ekpiteta Lawless Brophy and Matty Harold yep so that meant there were three changes to the starting 11 versus Gates of last week as Dan Holman returned up front in place of Matt Harold Lamar Reynolds came in for James Brophy who dropped to the bench following an illness and Sam Ling came in for his full debut 
in place of Dan Happy, who missed out with the same illness as Bench Brophy. And like you've said on the bench, Marvin Ekpateta was named for the first time in the squad and he made the bench for the first time since signing for the O. So your views there, Mr Levy? Yeah, surprised at the amount of changes that have been made. But I guess with a Saturday-Tuesday schedule coming up, I think that's probably quite fair enough. And it's great that we've got... A, you know, a good strength in depth of our squad, so we can rotate yep. and rest and cover when there's illness or injury. Um, I've liked what I've, what, you know, what little I've seen of Lamar Reynolds. I've liked, so hopefully he can come uh, and have a good impact. And and Samling making his second sort of real debut, starting debut, yep. I think is exciting as well. So um, I thought I wasn't sure if he'd go in at left back or right back, but as it turned out, he went in at left back and. Yeah. Um, and, and, and did well yeah Your for views? me decent team yeah. understandable changes are based on the squad available and the circumstances Greg Adams was past fit after coming off last week so mm-hmm. not too serious there like you've already absolutely mentioned absolutely good point Sam Ling good to see him make his full debut for me be interested to see how Widdowson does centre back uh, Shane George and Joby aren't fit but I'm sure Justin's probably thinking about forthcoming Tuesday like not wanting to risk him so maybe seeing if he can get those guys fit Still no place for David Mooney with all the no. squad rotation like you just mentioned. Still no place on the mm. 16 for Mr. Moon. So I'm sure yeah. we'll see him back on Tuesday night because home was a cup tied, but we'll come on to that uh, a bit later. So we Absolutely. had quite a few views coming in. We'll mention a few that we got on Twitter at Boggs Dollops One. I have to be very careful when we say that yeah, one. Yeah, you do. Should be, said, should be more than capable of getting three points. Dear Stu said, liking Widdison at centre-half again, played some of his best games in that position this season. And that was actually echoed on the supporters club coach yesterday yeah. on the way home. And I don't know if we, I don't think we actually properly cover it or really sort of make the point, but actually he did very, very well at centre-back, good. Joe Widdison. There's a few people on the bus that thought that was probably one of his best matches. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, good. Um, at Tommy Exfellow, said, interesting lineup. Reynolds has the pace to do Davis some damage and it's good to see Ling starting. Glad Adams is fit after his knock last week. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, fairly even open uh, opening 15 minutes. In the 16th minute, Orient test Walker in the Dover goal as Karoma's free kick is well saved uh, out for a corner. Good free kick, that. It was a very good Hit free it kick. well, got over the wall. Decent pace, but comfortable height for the keeper, who done well, but... Good effort from Karoma there. Yeah, I've seen, less, I've seen keepers not save them. Yeah. So, resulting corner is headed uh, by Craig Clay, uh, but Nort- I can't understand why his parents named him Naughty Naughty. Brilliant. Uh, but he managed to deflect it over the bar. Orient players claim a handball, which wasn't given. And I think having seen the replay back, it, it, it's headed it over. No, I've seen the replay, but it's not from the most conclusive angle. But about five players claim handball. All went straight to and claimed it. It wasn't like <coughs> one has claimed it. A lot of players claimed it, but... Yeah. I couldn't I'm see not sure it's out of desperation more than anything. Okay. In the 22nd minute, Adams' pass got deflected into the path of Bird, and like you've touched upon, Woodison makes a superb challenge to prevent a goal scoring chance for Dover. And looking at it out on TV today, I thought Woodison had done really well there. He acted really good, and you've already touched upon it, saying Woodison had a decent game at centre back. So that was an outstanding challenge, last ditch sliding challenge. You see them go wrong as well. Really alert there from um, Joe. Yeah, Joe did well then. Uh, Aziz finds some space on the right of the box for Dover, but drilled it towards the far corner and Brill dealt with it comfortably. Yep, and then the game-changing moment came in the 39th minute as we countered quickly. Bond got released on the edge of the box and according to the Orient Twitter feed, the ball bobbled as he hit the ball and it went over the bar. So I've and not then, seen this one back. No, the highlights don't cover this, do they? And because it was right up the other end, I couldn't properly see it either. 
um, because I was stood literally the kind of the crossbar was sort of I'm ducking to see yeah. below it or above it and through the netting I couldn't conclusively see decent that either, chance but it, it, it from those that could see it better said yeah it was a, it was a decent chance but okay. and maybe the Orient highlights will show more yeah 41st minute we started looking more of a threat as Graham hit an effort towards goal but the defender was there to block and again it seems like Karoma was offering quite a potent uh, attacking threat in the game. He was decent, yeah. Lamar Reynolds was very quiet in the first half, right, sadly. Okay. Yeah, but um, following um, Karoma's effort, XO Conor Essen received a yellow card uh, for dissent. It's amazing that Conor Essen, three years ago, did not get enough for Orient. He's a comfortable defender in the league we're now in. It's yeah. crazy, isn't it? It's amazing. And to finish the half off, in the 45th minute, both Adams and Wilson made good challenges, but the ball ricocheted into the path of Aziz, who shot over the he bar. He should have done much better with that. Yeah? Yeah, he was g- being given a lot of stick by, funnily enough, Dan Slaw, Dan Slawinski, but also uh, Josh's dad, Dave Coulson, who was stood with us. Hi, Dave. I know you're listening because you told told me yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, because he used to play for for Cambridge, I right, think okay. Dave was giving him a bit of jit for being a Cambridge reject, <laughs> which is hilarious. But um, halftime, we went in at nil nil. Thirteen hundred and forty eight fans. I wouldn't say packed into the crabble, but we're in there. Uh, 299 of them were Hardy Leighton Orient Great fans. effort. And um, one of them was me. Half-time, fair reflection, nil-nil? Yeah, it's fair enough. Neither side really, like, they, one or two sort of clear-cut chances. But, yeah, I mean, the pitch was horrendous as well, right, by the okay. way. Yeah. How they actually got that game on with the pitch in that state. I mean, there was enough sand to build a proper, proper right. castle. <laughs> um, it was just like horrible it. in the mud and all of that. It, was, like it. it just wasn't great. So I think nil-nil... Was, was fair. I think there was a few players who needed to step up a little bit out of that as well. Fine, okay. Uh, needed to get on the ball and, and make a change, make, make something, something happen. happen. Yeah. yeah. 47th minute in, first chance of the second half came for Dover. Brundle had an effort from quite a distance and comfortably into the hands of Brill there. Yeah, on the 49th minute, a collision in the middle of the park had three players down, uh, passively receiving treatment for Dover while Reynolds and Adams saw the physios for the O's. It looked like a bit of a war zone, actually. It was like three bodies yeah. just lying on the floor. It's just a bit, yeah, like, what the heck? What happened there? 52nd minute, as we were down to nine men temporarily, the free kick came into the box and Brill had to be alert to part the result and head away, so Brill Good doing well there. Yeah, 53rd minute, we counter quickly down the right through Karoma and Caprice who fizzed into Holman and couldn't make a decent connection. And our first world chance came in the second half in the 57th minute as our man, Dan Harmon, picked the ball up on the edge of the box, spun his man nicely, turned well, shot. And I think he actually had the keeper beat. Yes. I think the keeper wasn't getting that. He was beaten. If that went the correct side of the post, there was no way that the the ball was getting to that. Just went narrowly wide. That was on the Dover highlights and that just seemed to just squirm uh, across the far post as opposed to inside it. I'm not sure if that was a fluffed shot or whether the sort of bobbles in the pitch because it was takes a while, but yeah, takes it away. But you, you're talking a matter of it, like a goalpost width. Yeah, look very close. The wrong side for me. The down does everything right there. Yeah. Gets it, holds his man off, gets his shot away. Unlucky. Does really unlucky. Does it right? Game changer. Yeah. yeah. But just two minutes later, Bond flicks the ball into the path of Craig Clay, but his left-footed effort is high and wide. And then the 60th minute. Uh, Jake Caprice hits an effort again high and wide and he really should have done so much better with that effort he had didn't really have time per se but from about 12 yards out to the right angle of the goal you should be at least testing Sam um, Mitch Walker in that in that Dover yeah. goal but now you can hear we're starting to really take more control of the game it's more us than it is them we, we've really come out firing and that's a common theme in our away games lately like it gets half time 0-0 
get in and then it's like and Slade then come is. out second half all guns blazing yeah. from the 55th minute and really put them under pressure so 63rd minute Caprice was judged to have committed a foul free kick was all just over and despite the ball blocking the shot the ball panned around the box a bit and it bounced out to Dover's mm. naughty naughty <laughs> tell you what I'd love to sign that naughty naughty because I love saying it uh, do it in a Borat voice though. and we could play like Ebenezer <laughs> Good by the uh, Shaman because the naughty naughty is his theme tune naughty naughty very naughty <laughs> and he had a shot beat Brill hands down but didn't beat the far post thank god and the ball rolled out to safety yeah um, Brill was beaten there. there Brill was beaten there and it could have been a real game changer struck it well uh, to be that one yeah he did he did Sam Lynn goes down in the 64th minute as it turned out he had cramp unfortunately he's replaced a minute later by James Brophy who slots in at left back yeah, so he can play there but I think it's not his preferred position really is it he can't really play there the fact that he left footed doesn't mean that he's a left back he's Fine, not okay. he's not defensively minded so yeah. to speak like Sam's not attack minded per se yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not defensively oh, okay. minded he, he, he'd rather come forward I don't and I think I say it later on in my roundup, but I'm not sure that that was the right thing to do Cool. With a centre-back on the bench. Fine, OK. 71st minute, Walker in the Dover gold as well to save a Kramer free kick. So I've seen that one. Decent effort again by Karoma. Yeah, very good. Just one minute later, Caprice played in Holman. To be fair, Caprice perfectly weighted ball into Holman. Yep. Holman ran into the ball just to keep it to beat. But the keeper, I think he was pretty decent actually. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. Done well, stood up quite big, saved with his legs, done well. Ball came out to Reynolds, who controlled it, shot. But that hit the post an inch the other way and it's yeah, unlucky there but he's done well to actually beat the keeper and yeah. beat the defence because he had about two men behind the keeper I think uh, and then the ball came to Adams who shot it was blocked and it comes back to Adams who gets another shot and he gets blocked again before harmlessly coming back to the Dover keeper shame that was weird like oh go on oh go on oh. and like at the end of it it's like oh my god how have we not yeah. put how have we not put that in I was absolutely stunned and that is another game changer yeah. there's two game changer yeah. moments there that we could have really put this game Away from taken Dover lead, yeah. and really sort of taking some wind out of their sails there, but uh, and they're all within like ten minutes of each other, yeah. really. So it's it's a shame. Seventy eight minutes. Lamar Reynolds came off, replaced by Marvin Egbertita, who makes his Orient debut. Do you reckon Reynolds was just tired, or they just wanted to sharp the defence? Not sure. Probably, probably because defensively it wasn't quite right. I think oh, it was okay. imbalanced with Brophy at left back, and I think as I said a minute ago, right, we'd okay. been better off replacing Sam Ling for Egbertita and moving Joe to yeah, left yeah. back and him slotting in at centre back. So that said, Joe was doing really well at centre back. Okay. So Egbertita went to centre back. Like you said, Woodison goes to left back and James Brophy gets pushed up. He gets pushed forward, the pitch yeah. onto the left wing. Yeah, 83rd minute. Uh, the first goal of the game, um, or the only goal of the game, um, is scored. It goes to Dover. Pinnock is played in down the left-hand side. He gets the right side of Jake Caprice from his perspective, but right side on the wrong hours, side yeah. for, for hours. Takes a touch and hits it with the outside of his foot and it drops into the corner past Dean Brewer and that's a really well taken goal because we've allowed him to do that finished it well but he kind of mm. outmuscles Caprice a bit too easily to get, yeah, on, get on the I right agree. side good finish though yeah it's um, poor poor goal uh, to concede yes yeah and I think From Justin I think Justin alluded to that uh, in his post match we go his goal down with only 7 minutes to play in the 86 minute and that's the only chance really that they've had really in this half we haven't, we, we're not biased towards us it's just that's how you know what? we, we haven't got out. Out of all the match highlights, we haven't t- spoke about once, but we're having to make a vital save. Like a, like We've a, made like a couple a, of saves, but, but nothing yeah. real. Nothing no, not really. like what their keeper has. So, 86 minute final throw of the dice. There's Matt Harold came on for Jacob Priest, and we go to a three man defence uh, as we tried to find an equaliser. I think you said it looked like a 3 4 1 2. How did that work? 
well, we ended up losing, so <laughs> it says all it needs to say. But Matt Harrell coming on with, well, as it turned out, there were six additional minutes. Yeah. So to come on with 10 minutes, 10 minutes to play, for me, and I, I think I'll probably say it later on, like make the changes earlier to allow them time to impact the game. You can't give the guy 12 minutes and say, go and do something, because it doesn't work like that. Okay. He's coming into a game where they're now going to hold on for dear life thinking that there might only be two or three minutes extra. So what's he going to play, six, eight minutes, something like that? And we'll just hold on. We'll put five in the middle or go four, five, one and, and nullify that. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think there's possibly possibly a little bit of a mistake with tactical tactical uh, element there. Um, but six minutes of injury time have played, as I say, due to injuries and, uh, injuries and substitutions. In the final minute, the ball comes to Josh Coulson on the edge of the Dover box. But his effort is unfortunately sort of skewed wide of the goal. Um, and that is it, as somehow Dover have managed with their limited opportunities to take one of them, uh, and we haven't, um, unfortunately. So, yeah, so that was that then. So yeah. unfortunately, Dover wouldn't accommodate us with a press pass uh, for after the game. So no. no recording this week of Justin. No. Um, so just a quote from Justin who said, it's a really disappointing end to the game for us. We really should have been coming away from the game with at least yeah. a point. We were fast out of the blocks and looked efficient from the start. But an individual error has ultimately cost us the game. And I presume that he's alluding to Capri. So therefore, and Justin went on to say, the weather has been a disruption, but we have also had illness, chest infections and food poisoning this week. And it really didn't help our preparations. It wasn't ideal, but we have players out there who could help us cope with that, but we haven't been able to get a result. We had a number of good performances and a few very pleasing starts. But unfortunately, a lack of concentration has cost us the game, so a bit cutting there. Yeah, it's very honest, yeah. really honest. He's obviously Always very is. annoyed by that. Uh, league table, so that defeat meant that the O's remain in 16th place in the National League. We've played now 35 games. We've won 11 and drawn 9, lost 15. We have a goal difference of minus 6, and we are now on 42 points. We were the only National League fixture yesterday, so obviously um, that our position could change as the others catch up. I think quite a few with are us. playing on Tuesday night, so obviously we've been FA Trophy, but I think there's six or seven games scheduled oh, for good. this coming okay. Tuesday, so we won't have that game over the others for long. Fine. So, so you in yeah, yesterday? Writing these notes straight after the match, I thought it was a poor first half that saw us have one clear-cut chance that Bond couldn't convert. Second half, we started sharper, created a few good early chances. We had the majority of the possession, but we really didn't capitalise enough on that. I thought Dover were poor. They took the chance that they had, which is what a team in their position at the top of the top end of the league do. If you're having an off day, uh, you take it, you get a chance, you take it. Didn't agree with Brophy replacing Ling. Uh, Ekpiteta should have been the sub, move Widdison to left back and keep our shape a bit more. I thought Harold should have been brought on earlier, as I said earlier. Um, didn't really see the point in making changes in the 85th minute, expecting them to have a big impact. I think all in all, two sort of reasonably poor teams. The game really should have ended with points shared. Uh, but just to end on a positive though, that is our first loss in seven games. We lost to Aldershot on the 27th yeah. of January. So we that was the last time. In February. Through February. Yeah. February was so our whole, yeah. un- uh, whole month unbeaten, yeah. Uh, and just finally, we'd like to thank the Supporters Club for an excellent travel service. And for Mike Brown and Dan Slowinski from Home and Away uh, vlog, if you haven't seen that, they're on YouTube, Home and Away, uh, for having me on their uh, YouTube vlog this week. I gave some views and opinions Oh, I look that. forward to watching I that. I did, then. yeah. Special mention also to Dave Coulson, Josh's dad, who was a great laugh, absolutely hilarious guy. Um, good. Really good to catch up with him and meet him and, and just watch a game with him as well. So my views, I didn't go, but it sounded like a bit of a similar pattern. 
um, to recent away games. But apart from this time, though, we didn't get the goal. Yeah. And the opposition did. So Karama was unlucky with his free kicks from what I've seen. And we sounded like we were hard to break down in the first half, which is a good trait to have. In the second half, it could have gone either way, really, from what we've said and the chances that were, were had in the game. But, you know, Dover hit the post, we hit the post, but they eventually scored the winner. And like Justin said, disappointing uh, from the defending. There was quite the outcry on social media uh, after the game in regards to missing chances, but I'm sure Justin and Rice will be aware and looking for ways to improve the finishing going forward. So those were our views. So your views, and as always, thank you to all the tweets that came into at Orient Outlook. We try to read as many as possible just because we read them doesn't mean we agree with them. And a very controversial one to start off this week's proceedings with yeah. at DaveM1812. And he wasn't the only one who said this. Failure to take our chances is now starting to cost us. Drop Bond and try a new pair up top, question mark. Yeah, at Orient Meat Pie said, I've said it a million times, sick and bloody tired of our strikers missing so many chances. It has to change and soon. Only our good organisation in defending has got us results at Fylde and Chester. At London, Gary W says, a scrappy game, lack of quality with decision making in the final third costing us, worried now that injuries and illness may be costing us. Les LK52 said, Delivery of corners and set pieces is poor, plus we miss Joby and Ella Kobe's presence on the pitch. I'm starting to think Ella Kobe's injury is more serious than the club are letting on. Possibly. And another point is Joby went for a scan on his neck last Monday and we've not heard, so hopefully Joby's neck is okay and hopefully we'll be seeing him this week. Yeah. At Paul underscore Stokes 39 says, I think Bon needs dropping for the next game. Start with Holman and Harold. Just to remind Bon, he's not guaranteed to start. He's missed too many chances recently to have earned the right to start every game. Now, I like Bon as much as the next person, but I do feel Bon. I wouldn't drop Bon, but I might start subbing him a little bit because he he's tiring out. Don't forget, this is a young man. He's not really played a full season starting for his club. Spot on. And we've I can't remember any games. I might be wrong here. I'm, I'm where he's sure been I can't remember any games where Bon is the striker being subbed. It's always Harmon for Harold or Harold for Mooney or Mooney for. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. maybe he's knackered because I think a couple of weeks ago... He's played 40-plus games already. A couple of weeks ago, Bond buries that chance that he misses against Gateshead last week when he had that one from about six yards out. I think if that was earlier in the season, he buries that easily. But And if, and if that was David Mooney missing those, everyone would say, okay, yeah, I would you're, agree. you're crap, get off. I would agree. Um, what you're doing, or if that was a Harold or a Holman missing them, everyone would be like, oh, get off, but... Obviously, Bond's got the 18, 19 goals behind him that, that helped back him up to say, yeah. actually, hold on a minute, guys, I'm not top, second top scorer in the league or third top scorer in the league for nothing. But I think you I think you might be right. I think maybe he is just genuinely fatigued, yeah. mentally and physically fatigued, and maybe he could do with not being dropped per se, but just rested. Or he plays 60 minutes and then you bring on a Mooney or a Harold to play with, with Holman, maybe. It'd be interesting to see if we beat Gateshead whether Justin starts prioritising the FA Trophy semi-finals over league games. So if he starts taking out first-team players to save them for the semi-final. Because, let's face it, we're not going to get relegated, I don't think, this season. And I don't think we're not making the playoffs. But Wembley is very realistic. So if mm. we win on Tuesday night, it be interesting to see what Justin does for the Ebbs game, whether he starts resting new big players so they're fresh and they're ready for arguably what will be the biggest games of our season mm. should we get to the semi-finals of the FA Trophy. But all good headaches for Mr Edinburgh to have. Yeah, absolutely. Paul Stokes, thir- um, sorry, um, Bazal73 uh, says, still no, go for Ho- still no goal for Holman. 
Why are we so good at finding these non-scoring strikers too reliant on Bon, on Mooney or Harold? The answer though, just to correct you on that, Bazal, he has scored a goal. He has scored a goal. I think there's a bit of an argument that that should be credited as a known goal, but Holman's always... No, that was on target. Going to take it. It was um, going in. That was at home against... Tranmere. Tranmere, well done. Yeah, so, where it scuffed under the keeper. Yeah, so, interesting point though. Interesting point. Holman, yeah. I think he's... I think it was alluded to he isn't being played in his preferred position like up top he's kind of supporting Bon but I think Dan Harmon's done alright actually I think it's his it, movement's good it's a hard position to play him yeah it's a strange one at Pandemonium 1881 says it's a frustrating missed opportunity to really deaden fears of relegation as even a point would have been another big step in the right direction still nowhere near the finished article and work to do hashtag back to work Jack Coates 14 says strikers can't finish nothing new there we have got to take our chances because it's getting ridiculous. Bond misses so many, but he can't do it by himself. All our other strikers don't score. Holman, no words for him in front of goal. Bit of a bit hard harsh, I But a lot of criticism tonight. It is, it's yeah. just a hole LFC nineteen seventy eight says missing chances has cost us again. Can we stop all the silly playoff talk now? Still need to be done. Sorry, still work to be done at both ends of the pitch, and we need to guarantee safety. Above everything else. Yeah, Vince Howard, 73, said, bring back Mooney. Out of all the combinations, it's him and Bond that have got Bond firing. Yeah, True. it's, it's not a very bad shot. And you bench Holman, and you bring Holman on as a sub potentially for Bond. Uh, Gorillas, 1985. So we are too reliant on Bond to score. He's still only young, and he's still learning. Holman, Howard and Mooney need to start helping him out. Maybe we could try either Karoma, Reynolds or Satoyo up front in our next league game to try something different. Yeah, uh, Gary Hammond Perk said, Bond is a young man, but still the second highest scorer in the league. Strikers always have a rough patch. We would be in an even bigger mess without him. At least he's in the mix to miss the chances. So that's a fair comment as well. That's a great point. be in and around the right areas for the ball to fall to you. Yeah, great point, point. Yeah, Joe and Squab Habits says, I think we need to stop relying on Bond. Sounded like a scrappy game. Games could be won or lost due to an error. We need to bounce back for Tuesday on this one, which is potentially the biggest game in the season so far. Yeah, Steve the Ath one said, would love to see Peter Kitchen do some work on finishing with our strikers. They could really benefit from his ability and experience. If not Peter Kitchen, Super Kevin Lisby as well. You know, he's in that score centre loads. So yeah. right next to the ground and obviously has an affinity and love for the club. A good point there. Could we get Kitchen or Kev to do a session? Interesting. That top yeah. of the 1984 says, wow, so many people are digging out Bond. He's the third best striker in the league currently. If he finished more of his chances, he can no way be with us. Dropping him would be bonkers and it won't happen. And a good point, you know, there's a reason why he's a National League striker in terms of if he finished all of his chances, be a Premier League striker. It'd have been sold in January for a million quid. <laughs> uh, Matty LOFC Evans said, need to reevaluate the squad in the summer. Need some competition for Bond up top. Holman isn't the answer and neither is Mooney. I think you're looking at different types of players there. Yeah, though, and Trousers Techno says, every team has off days. The pitch didn't help us. It was too uneven and we should have closed off the player that scored. But don't worry, move on, stay positive. All strikers have off days and Bond's record is good. So he gets a thumbs up from me. Good stuff. And the final word this week goes to CM Oriental who said, I listened on the radio and sounded like we missed quite a few chances and then we were punished for it. Let's hope the strikers wake up Find their scoring boots for Tuesday. Frustrating, yes, but onwards and upwards. Yep, so do you agree or disagree with any of the tweets we've read out? Let us know what you think by tweeting us at Orient Outlook or by emailing us at orientoutlook at outlook.com. And thank you for all the tweets. Like we've said, those are all tweets that came into at Orient Outlook yesterday. Absolutely. So that's 
the week that was and the Dover match, uh, National League match that we played yesterday. So moving on then, uh, prediction league update. We only have one correct prediction from yesterday's game, um, courtesy of one of football's oldest and best fanzines as Leighton Orienteer said the O's would freeze and lose 1-0. So that means there's no change at the top of the prediction league, which stays as follows with Bill underscore Johnson UK at 23 points, Lawton Gamster 18 points in second, and Wings Mad in third on 17 points. And the full prediction league table is on our Facebook page. And thank you very much to everybody who got in touch with predictions. There was a lot of positive Orient predictions yeah. I noticed yesterday. Moving on to today, then Sunday, 4th of March, nothing to report on the football, yeah. uh, non league football paper done their team in a week. It was all Dover players, so no Orient players made that what team. A <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> and the ladies' match was cancelled much. Yeah. Earlier, and there was week. no youth game. And there was, there was no, no youth game, game yesterday. Last Saturday, yeah. So moving on, let's close this up. Fantasy football update. So Dave Hayton leads the Orient Outlook Podcast Fantasy Football League mm-hmm. on sixteen hundred and sixty-four points. He's just one point ahead of Rob Langley on sixteen hundred and sixty-three points. Me, I'm in forty-second place. I think that's all right for this week. We'll see how we go next week. But again, it's <laughs> going to be tight up top of the league, coming to a conclusive and exciting finish. Yeah. Um, positives and negatives this week. We had a bit of a head scratcher this week, but we, we managed to come up with some uh, in the end. So Sam Ling making his second Orient debut. How did Sam do actually? Just I know he came off after sixty five minutes, good. but all right, solid. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. yeah absolutely. He was. He did well. As did Marvin Ekpeteta. He just slotted in and and. Yeah, really, for the time that he, he played, for the 25, 30 minutes he played, I think he gave... Yeah, he was unnoticeable in a good way. Good. Which means he went about what he had to do. And obviously, with Josh Coulson next to him, who's a real talker yeah. uh, through the game. Um, and obviously, Joe Widdison, the other side of him, I don't think he put a foot wrong, so, really. so good. Yeah. So, two two um, Orient players making their, their debuts. Uh, and obviously, the stat I said earlier is one loss in seven is really not that bad form at all, especially for a team who are sitting 16th yeah. in their league. To lose one game in seven, um, there was a lot of people losing their minds on um, social media yesterday. Um, but when you take stock of actually, yeah, 27th like of Jan was the last time we lost a game. Like it's it. It's not bad. Yeah, absolutely. So, negatives for me. First of all, we lost. Yeah. Always a negative. You know, lost against Dover. Second, mentioned it a few times this season, and we mentioned it again. Missed chances, not clinical enough in front of goal, and that seemed to be the general gist of the feedback we were getting after the match. Yeah. And lastly, George and Joby still absent. Two big characters that we would need and experience back in the squad, especially as we go into the business part of the season, especially in the FA Trophy as well, yeah. where their, their experience could be vital can I just also add as well and I think this is really worth noting is that our management of games when we are like Gateshead last week when we were 3-0 up our management of the game wasn't as good if you watched Dover yesterday they were falling about the place all the time trying to buy time once they went to goal up just just in general and especially when they went a goal up their goalkeeper suddenly had this mystery <laughs> problem with his ankle that they wasted an extra couple of minutes on while the physio came out put a bit of spray on all of a sudden he's fine and twi- you know shakes his ankle off a little bit and all of a sudden he's absolutely fine it's those <laughs> irritating yeah. tactics that that's how you win a national league game yeah. you don't see that so much in the football league but in the national league it's those irritating things you know, go down for a minute, your ankle's hurting or something, just just buy some time, kill the momentum that the other team yeah, might have. Good point. That's stuff that we don't do that other teams like Dover do a lot of. Good point. Unfortunately. So, yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Cool. Okay, so next week's fixtures in. 
two fixtures coming up for the O's this week. On Tuesday, the 6th of March, we travel away to Gateshead in the FA Trophy quarterfinal replay in arguably our biggest game of the season. So after being free up last week, we are paired back to free all and we do it all again this upcoming Tuesday. So if you go into Gateshead, have a safe journey. Let us know how you're getting on and we hope you see a win. And then on Saturday, 10th of March, we entertain Ebb's Fleet at Brisbane Road as XO Daryl McMahon brings his informed team over who are ninth in the table and challenging for a playoff spot. Hopefully Ebb's Fleet will be a bit rusty as due to the weather, this will be their first game in two weeks. So hopefully we'll catch them out a bit cold. So if you go on a Saturday uh, and you see us, come and say hello. And don't forget to buy your owner. Yep, so um, that's next week's fixtures. Hero of the week this week will go to the 299 fans who went to Dover. Well done, and I'll pat myself on the back because I don't do many away games, but I did that one. So well done, one and all. So that is it for this week. Thanks for joining us for episode number 135 off the pitch. It's been a busy week at Orient with lots of news and announcements coming out of the club. And despite the bad weather during the week, the O's were able to play on Saturday. The result didn't go our way as a late goal saw a slip to 1-0 defeat away uh, to Dover. This week sees arguably our biggest match of the season. On Tuesday night, we travel to Gateshead for our FA Trophy replay where a semi-final place awaits the winners. Win this and we'll be two matches away from Wembley. And as someone correctly corrected me on Twitter, it's one win. Because if you draw the first one and win the second one, it's just one win. (laughs) (laughs) Which I hadn't actually thought of. Yeah, (laughs) nil-nil, taken back to Orient and beaten 3-0 or something. It's it's one win, effectively. And we'll be back with episode number 136 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. Yep, so if you listen on iTunes, come on, give us a review. We know you all listen on iTunes, so we want more reviews. And if you listen on SoundCloud, tunes and Stitcher, Add us to your favourites. That way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as they're uploaded. If you've got an older relative or loved one who you think will like the podcast, you know, download it from, get it on their computer, get it on their speakers, get it onto them. We are still meeting far too many people in the supporters club and in the ground who ask us, what is a podcast and how do I listen to your podcast? So yeah. come on. You know, we had a tweet, I think, from someone earlier in the week who said, I didn't even know what a podcast was until I started listening to yours. And, no, that's music to our ears because that's what Absolutely. we want. Absolutely, yeah. Spread the gospel. Yeah, spread the Absolutely. gospel. <laughs> uh, one last thing before we wrap up for this week. Mugs, as I mentioned at the top of the show, are still available. Let us know. Get in touch with us. Or in Outlook at Outlook.com is our email address. You can also message us on uh, Twitter. We are at Or in Outlook. Or you can uh, find us on Facebook to search Or in Outlook podcast and send us a message through that way, whichever way you're inclined uh, to get in touch with us um, or see us at a home game. Uh, and ask us we are happy to provide that yeah, so we uh, will be at the game on Saturday so if you want one you can skip the £3 postage by giving us an email or DM this yeah, week and, and we'll we bring it with them to you so as always we look forward to hearing from you and keep calm have a great week and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast up the O's here's a little song I wrote you might want to sing it note for note don't worry be happy Every life we have some trouble But when you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy